Hey y'all, it's me. Long time no see. Ed Carbajal, MMA analyst for SureDog, From Proof Media, My MMA News, and MMANews.com. Um, just wanted to record something. I haven't put anything up since the year started. I think the last podcast I recorded for UFC 232. Um, lots of lots of stuff's been going on. Obviously, uh, if you haven't been listening to uh, the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, I just got done recording the most recent episode with uh, Matt, my co-host, and we had um, Bellator welterweight Fernando Gonzalez on. He's fighting on a, a local show to stay busy. Obviously, the welterweight tournament is, uh, and a lot of other welterweights fought at Bellator 216. He's um, not lined up for any of those. So he's keeping busy fighting March 9th at uh, CXF 17. He's fighting Gabriel Checo. Um, if you follow LFA on Access TV, I usually post the results over at the blogboardjungle.com. Um, he's a middleweight that fights over there. So Fernando and he are, are facing each other March 9th at middleweight um, to stay busy. But um, so lots of stuff happened. We're coming into uh, March, and obviously this weekend, John Jones is fighting uh, Anthony Lionheart Smith for the main event of UFC 235. Um, Real quick, my picks off the top of my head. Um, actually, I got them right here. I'll read them off to you on my phone. I just submitted them this morning to MMA News. I know SureDog's going to want the staff picks soon, so give you guys a real quick preview of my main card picks for the uh, for the main card. So uh, I explained my reasoning, but I'll, I'll, I'll tell you why for the main event after I read them off to you. So I got Anthony Smith. Tyron Woodley, Ben Askren, Whaley Zhang. She's fighting Tessia Torres, if you haven't heard of her. She's fought in two EFC events, um, but she's like 18-1 and one or 18-2. and two. And Cody Garbrandt. Um, obviously, you guys are probably like, uh, what, do you, what do you think drinking? Because of Anthony Smith uh, over John Jones. But I think it's time, man. I think John Jones, uh, he's dealt with a lot of out-of-competition, out of out-of-cage uh problems i think that might be wearing on his brain and um you know you cannot stay undefeated in fighting forever i feel like if anyone's going to do it it's going to be anthony smith i just think he's got the durability and uh you know I, I think he'll take whatever john jones dishes out so he could dish out some punishment of his own i don't think he'll win convincingly or get like get a finish but i think it'll be one of those senses of, of like uh Gustafsson Jones won where uh, people thought, you know, there's some people that think Gustafsson won that fight. I think it'll be more along those lines. So, and actually Fernando agreed with me. So again, I just uploaded uh coast to coast combat hour. Um, put that up on the YouTube channel, the blogboardjungle.com YouTube channel as well. Um, but uh, right now I'm actually uploading it. I'll turn off this. And uh, just published it, so good to go. Sorry, I'm doing it as I'm recording, but yeah, so that's where I see. Uh, and Fernando kind of agreed with me too, so it's definitely um, one of those things where it's like, uh, I, I feel like John Jones uh, might need to check himself. Plus, if you haven't heard, 
the uh, Nevada State Athletic Commission is uh, testing him heavily this week. So anything could happen. I mean, hopefully the fight doesn't get canceled. But anyway, um, lots of crazy uh, stuff is happening in the in the landscape of mixed martial arts this year so far. Um, you know, when I was at Bellator, I got to say something about uh, just this business in general, trying to be when you're someone like myself that's just covering the sport and trying to feature these fighters' stories and, and just, you know, get the information out there for to help the growth of the sport, you know, some people, some people take it upon themselves to make it, um, I'm not going to name names, but like somebody tried to start something, you know, some people try to be relevant in the sport by dick riding other people and, um, throwing others under the bus by making stuff up. And that's not just, just, it's going to catch up to you. So, uh, somebody tried to do that with me over the weekend and I'll, I'll leave it at that. But, Nothing too crazy, obviously. Belter 215 and 216 are in the can. 217 already happened. Um, I was at Connecticut uh, covering 215 and 216, and there's a lot of young welterweights on Bellator's roster that I think uh, are super, super talented. I, I'm hesitant to say that the 170-pounders in Bellator are probably – a little bit more up to task than than what we have. I mean, obviously the UFC welterweights might be, you know, everyone jokes around that Bellator's fighter, you know, they're old or they're older, whatever, but they got a lot of young prospects over there at Bellator, especially in the 170 weight class, Austin Vanderford, Logan Storley. Um, then you got heavyweights like uh, Tyrell Fortune that are 5-0 and now or 6-0 and now after, after that weekend. Um Austin Vanderford's ten and oh no, Logan Storley's ten and oh now. I think Vanderford's like ten and eleven or um, you know, they're all these young undefeated welterweights. So they're doing. I mean, people make fun of Bellator about uh, picking up the uh, high end prospects, veterans in the sport, aka the older guys. But they're picking up a lot of young talent too. So um, and it's funny that I'm mentioning this because Gareth Davies who writes for Sky Sports or, or uh, the Telegraph UK Sports, or a, a bunch of UK publications. He's always at the events with me covering the Bellator events. And he just did an interview at a, on a podcast on, on his side of the pond or whatever they call it over there. Um, great guy, by the way. But he actually said something similar to, to what I'm about to say, which is like the landscape of the sport is changing. And it looks like, like you know, Bellator – is 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 foregoing their ranking because obviously the UFC ignores their own rankings anyway. They're just trying to book, um, you know, money fights. Every fight's a money fight. Look at this: the two thirty-five, you got two title fights, and then the uh, the Askren Lawler fight, which is which is um, you know like Askren's uh, welcome fight to see if he's supposed to be in the UFC or not. Um, but uh, Bellator with the they announced a featherweight tournament. They're doing a welterweight tournament. They just finished the heavyweight tournament, um, and then and that somebody said they just saw that they added atom weights on their roster uh, right before I started recording and as I was uploading all this other stuff. So yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely the tide's changing. Then the other interesting thing that happened this week was that um, Pro Fight League, formerly World Series of Fighting, um, I've I think I've interviewed Carlos Silva for both this podcast and Coast to Coast Combat Hour. Um, he's no longer with the Pro Fight League. He left this year, but they uh, 
there are now going to be part of ESPN's broadcast. So now ESPN has the UFC and the Pro Fight League, which is a season format. And if you haven't been following it, and you've been missing a lot of great fights and a lot of great fighters. Um, but um, ESPN, it looks like they're going all in on MMA. I remember maybe two, three years ago, ESPN was in trouble because they invested long-term uh, with broadcast TV and people started cutting the cord. So now they have you know, several ESP, ESPN, ESPN Desportes, and ESPN2. And uh, PFL is going to be on ESPN, all, all those all those channels, but they're also going to add like the, so whatever was on Facebook watch during the 2018 season, you know, like the prelims and all that, those fights are going to be on ESPN plus. So now ESPN plus for fight fans has UFC, which I think UFC is trying to get rid of fight pass, which I think would be stupid because they have all that great jujitsu competition, unless ESPN plus is going to absorb it. Who knows? But, um, now there's two promotions. ESPN is actually trying to cover the entire sport of mixed martial arts, and that's really big that I, I don't think a lot of people are seeing. Um, I think it's fantastic for mixed martial arts that they're covering, that they have two of, of the top three UFC. You know, A lot of people will say tell you UFC, Bellator, PFL. Those are the top three promotions. And, the, and the, around here, like, you know, uh, North America. And ESPN has two of those three, Bellators with Viacom and DAZN, obviously. So, um, you know, there's some real competition going on. If I were Bellator and DAZN, I would, because DAZN, a lot of people don't know, they have KSW, they have Road FC, and other, uh, uh, like, overseas regional promotions. If I were DAZN and, and Viacom and Bellator, I would start, advertising that or maybe even start picking up these other submission only tournaments that are are like you know on fight tv or something like that you know like because fight tv's well they have like Ryzen should be on the zone not for nothing because they're on fight tv but like i feel like that's not they need i feel like the zone has the better exposure for them but um we'll see you know bellator does have plans to do stuff with Ryzen, so maybe they'll pick up the rights to that it is a new year. Who knows how long Ryzen's contract or broadcasting rights last with Fight TV. But um, I feel like the landscape is changing. And as far as how we consume these these events, um, a, a lot of it is more streaming. So you have to figure out your streaming budget and whether or not you're going to cut the cord. is something I'm struggling with. But I don't know. If you guys are listening to this on Anchor, um, you can chime in, obviously, and I'll get the notification, and I'll add it to the next follow-up episode. Um, this is the MMA Afterthought, so I'll, I I have to try to record something after 2:35. So many events have happened this year already. Obviously, we had the uh, we had 2:34, um, and then uh, all the I haven't I'm not subscribed to ESPN Plus, so I haven't really seen those cards. I've seen just like the the stuff that's on ESPN Red, which is a broadcast channel. We're all calling it ESPN Red now because uh, the ESPN Plus is like yellow. So I don't know. Let me know what you guys think. Uh, I mean, have you been keeping up with the UFC as much since they left Fox Sports? Um, and if you're somebody that watches Fox Sports, they, their replacement for their combat sport of choice is now uh, Premier Boxing Championships. 
So do you find yourself watching more boxing because of, of the move? Or have you stopped watching Fox Sports? Let me know. The other question I have, obviously, is um, did you subscribe to ESPN Plus? And if you did, did, did you stick with it after the free trial? I know they, they had a lot of new subscribers that first week for the Brooklyn card where Henry Cejudo and TJ Dillashaw uh, main evented for the Barclays event. But um, from what I'm hearing, not that many people stuck around. So I'm wondering what the executives are thinking. Like, if you're getting viewership, with the exception of the UFC Prague event that happened last Saturday that where Tiago Santos uh, beat Jan Blachowicz, um, outside of that, the, outside of those prelims, all the ESPN Red uh, preliminary cards and then the, the cards that, that were featured on, like, uh, the Cain Velasquez-Francis Ngannou fight night, you know, you're getting viewership in the millions. Why wouldn't you, uh, obviously people are watching UFC on ESPN, regular ESPN. I don't know what the numbers are for, for your streaming app. I mean, uh, from what I gather, it's hard to get that data, uh, without them obviously, uh, releasing it, you know, like you can't get it the way you get Nielsen rating stuff on the internet. So are you watching it? Um, have you lost interest? Does it make you more interested because you don't watch it every weekend? Um, let me know. I mean, I had a conversation with someone that asked me because they know I'm not doing ESP. I'm not, I don't want to pay for, you know, going to watch uh, UFC pay-per-views fight pass. And then, you know, their regular fight night events on a separate app. You know, it, it seems like why would you pay? It's it's like you're paying three times a month for the same content. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But um, so please chime in on that and let me know uh, what you think. But someone asked me, like, how are you going to continue to cover mixed martial arts? The answer is they're not the only game in town. I mean, obviously, there's a, I was just at so I spent a whole week in Connecticut covering Bellator. Um, you know, they're on the Paramount Network that still broadcasts TV and they simulcast with the zone with the exception of some exclusive events like the welterweight tournament. So it's, di it's weird and different. Um, ultimately I'm going to cut the cord and, and probably add another subscription for Mo. And I'm, I'm leaning towards the zone, but I think obviously with the PFL thing moving to ESPN, I think they need to, they need, they need to, uh, they're throwing a lot of money into boxing. I think they need to, to, uh, start featuring some MMA, like maybe, uh, I, I know they can't, they're not going to bait Invicta off of fight pass. Cause that's the UFC's. That's where they get most of their female talent. Uh, I don't know. They got to do something. Um, maybe, maybe focus on the submission, the jujitsu crowd and get like a submission underground over there. Um, not for nothing. Like, uh, the one person that that's benefiting from all of this is Chael Sonnen. The guy covers UFC, Bellator, um, and now ESPN is over at, at PFL, and he used to do commentary for them when they were World Series of Fighting. So it's interesting time, man. I mean, it's it's a crazy time for the sport, but I'm curious to know what you guys think. But um, you have my picks for UFC 235. Uh, yeah, um, I think that's it. I just wanted to do a quick catch-up. Um, Happy belated New Year to all y'all. Um, I think that was the last one I recorded, wasn't it? UFC 232. 
and the Pro Fight League when they had their uh, 2018 championships at, at uh, Madison Square Garden. I covered that, um, and they're gonna they return May 9th. It's gonna do the, be the same format, uh, run through till November, and it looks like they're still gonna do the New Year's Eve thing. So hopefully, if if they don't get too bougie being on ESPN, I get to cover all of those events. All right, so thank you for listening. Um, again, I'm back. Uh, I got a new phone, so I should be able to do these remotely as soon as I watch events and stuff like that. So please uh, drop your messages in on Anchor if you're using the Anchor app, making podcasting really cool. If you haven't heard that sponsored ad at the beginning of this, I'm plugging it again. Um, and if you're not, the the podcast I do every week, again, obviously that's where the fighters, most f- fighter interviews and stuff Go coast to coast combat hour, also on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, and everywhere else you listen to podcasts. Um, check out the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel if you want to see the video of those interviews, and also all the uh, stuff from the events I get to cover, like uh, Bellator and uh, Pro Fight League, um, and uh, some just some Comic Con stuff on there too. So theblogboardjungle.com. Is where you can find all that stuff and the Blogboard Jungle YouTube channel. So make sure you follow me at Carbazel, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.